0: Welcome to Freya Singing Tips, the podcast. My name is Freya Casey, professional singer and vocal coach. I have been on stage my whole life, and I'm passionate about helping you discover the awesomeness in your own voice. Opera, musical theater, jazz, pop, folk, rock, I have done it all, and I want to give you golden nuggets of advice on how to be the master of your voice. Phrasing. You probably have heard me talk about phrasing. I recently have had some conversations with a student of my vocal mastery lab, and we have been talking back and forth a lot about phrasing. Now, there were some frustrations on his side, but I want to just lay out what phrasing is today and why it is so important. Well, easily said, it gives the flow of music a shape. Now, as singers, we are kind of in this very unique uh, place because we have to unite language and music. But even a musician, like let's say a violinist, you listen to one violinist play one piece and listen to another really amazing violinist playing the same piece. And you will find that there are some differences. They still play the same pitches and basically play what's in the sheet music, but you will still hear the difference. You kind of hear their signature on everything that they play or also for singers that they sing. Now of course for a singer it's very unique. You hear as soon as someone sings the first tone what singer it is because your timbre is just different. Now a violin is gonna sound like a violin. Yeah there are slight differences but what if one person plays one violin and the next person plays the exact same violin? It still sounds like that same violin, right? But what does distinguish the outcome is the phrasing. There are some things that are kind of written in stone when it comes to what like, this these are the pitches of that sh- music piece that you are playing. but then there are things outside of that that you have artistic freedom. Now, phrasing has a lot to do with a musical flow and with the words. Now the words are usually tied to the musical flow. So for example, the downbeat is usually the heaviest. So when you have like a four-four time signature, it'd be like one and two and three and four and one and two and three and four. If you have a three-four time signature, it'd be like one two three one two three. So the downbeat beat is usually the heavy ones, and if there is a syncopation, then usually the syncopations are accented. It's like one and two and three and four and one and two and 2-2-2. So the words are usually tied to what it is that is accented. So it's like, when I was young, I never needed anyone. So it's like when the downbeat is accented here. However, there's so much more to it. You don't suddenly accent. And the words don't suddenly uh, become like, okay, this is where I do like a really heavy accent. It's like, I let it stick out. I let it stand out. There's a flow. There's an ebb and flow. And there is a direction. Now, as long as time moves forward, there is a direction, right? So there's never anything static in music, even when you're, when you have the feeling you're sitting on a pitch, you're holding it out. That does not mean there's anything static because time continues on. And as time continues, even when you hold a pitch, you never want to be static. There's always something happening, even if it seems to be standing still, but it never does. Uh, I hope you get what I'm saying here is like time moves on and as long as time moves and it's not really frozen and the, the listener's perception is also like time continues moving even when the pitch sits in one place it never truly sits it might sit on the same pitch and not change frequency but there might be something happening dynamically or with a vibrato or with a voice color So there are a lot of other parameters that you can use to give it a shape, to give it a movement, to give it a direction. You can never go backwards. There's always forward motion in music, but the forward motion sometimes rushes ahead, sometimes slows down, even if it's not rubato. Rubato, of course, means to rob time, take time away here, um, give it here and take it there to where it's not metronomically accurate, but overall you are following a time signature, but you are speeding up a bit now and now you are slowing down. So instead of constantly writing into the sheet music, oh, this is a ritardando and this is an accelerando, you, you, there is artistic freedoms like rubato just means overall you give and take some time. But even something that is quantized, in today's world where it's metronomically set the beat let me turn on my metronome if i turn on my metronome here but even here although time is very strict here i still have a feeling that something is gravitating somewhere depending on what it is that i'm singing and what i want to emphasize and where i want to flow so sometimes high pitches, they have that feeling like they want to broaden. Sometimes I want to rush more. And though I objectively don't really change the time, subjectively, um, the approach that I'm taking is to either move forward more or to kind of broaden something. Sorry about my dog barking in the background. <laughs> um, this is just the way it is here. Um, so it's sometimes. I am singing. High and I'm singing low, you may move ahead a little more, you may move ahead a little more, and how I'm sitting on the pitch. See how sometimes the way I move from one pitch to the next, even in classical music, you know, it's like... and it's too it's too low for me. I didn't even get the s- starting pitch. Let's actually spit it up a little bit more. So maybe like this. It's never all equal. Never it's never like every pitch doesn't have the same weight and the same importance and how I weave through the phrase if I just sing the pitches all even and equal. This is what it sounds like. So the vibrato always being equal, dynamics always being equal, no sliding and slurring, which in Mozart, of course, in this case, doesn't happen. But also the way I sing legato, I don't really connect. Um, I just sing the pitches one after the other, which there's nothing wrong with it, but it's not very musical. Now, if I were, were to phrase this musically. So I'm going to just go ahead and play the introduction here. Listen to the strings. Now this is just playing off my phone. <laughs> One, two, three, one, two. One, two, four, five, six, one two. gravitates toward 1 <laughs> And so on and so on. Just wanted to demonstrate something, um, singing non-warmed up. <laughs> um, but it's not just singing pitch after pitch. It's really how do you weave through? How do you connect from one pitch to the next? And how do you dynamically um, manage that? Is there more of an emphasis? Do you lean into the pitch? So. So it's not just like I'm. I'm, There's a little bit of swelling. Like I don't even want to call it that. It's sometimes very subtle, and there's some tapering off. Sometimes there's some leaning into the pitch. There's some lightening up. Then there's some getting broader and heavier here and there. How do I connect? this all goes into phrasing. Now, in addition to all of that, you could also work with voice colors, especially when it comes to popular music. So when, for example, I do the rose. Some say love, it is a river that drowns the tender reed. Some say love, that leaves your soul to bleed so if I go some say love it is a river that drowns the tender reed it's all equal, it's all even and it's all the same weight very boring, very unemotional very disconnected really but some say love, it is a river. Now, there's a, there are a lot of parallels between your speaking and your singing voice. So, if you were an actor, you would have to phrase it. Some say love is a river that drowns the tender reed. Try to paint some of those words sometimes. This all goes into phrasing. And I want you to be more aware of, don't just hammer out the pitches. Music is so much more than just hammering out pitches. Because, you know, hammering out the pitches, it's like the basic level. Getting the right pitches is like the very basic level. On top of that, you can add so many more layers of musicality, bringing in some dynamics, bringing in voice colors. How do you onset? How do you offset? How do you move through the phrase? When do you slide? When do you slur? There are many, many, many things you can do to a piece of music, which will distinguish it from any other singer who sings it right and even when it comes to the violinist or pianist you have two performers playing the same piece and they could even play it on the same instrument but they will give it its distinct sound by adding those layers that is part of musical interpretation now some of it is tied to the way music is composed and some of the you know you can't do things such as suddenly emphasize a part of the measure that should not be emphasized. That that would sound wrong. Or you know when it when it says to tie the the pitch, to then play it staccato. That is articulation. That is not just phrasing. That 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 is kind of set. A lot of times it will be in the sheet music how you're supposed to sing these things. If you change some aspects of that. It will not sound like the same piece of music anymore. I just remember this one time I was on a cruise ship. I was the performer there. I had a couple shows and then there was also a pianist who had a couple of concerts and I attended one of the concerts and, you know, dear friend of mine, great pianist and we've worked together and like a, he played Chopin in one concert. It was just Chopin. But I remember that moment where he played, I don't even remember which one, it was the Nocturne or something, one of those, but he played it and I was like waiting for this one part and I was like, oh yes, now comes that goosebump part that where I always get the goosebumps, except I didn't get the goosebumps because like right after he played like played that part. I was like, oh no. Like inside of me, I was thinking, oh no, because I interpret the music differently. Like I interpreted, you need to be tender here and dwell. But he kind of, he felt it more like moving forward. And so again, there's no right or wrong here. It's just the way you interpret it. It's almost like one actor will articulate it this way and the other actor will say it a slightly different way. There's not a right or wrong as long as it makes sense. But that was for me, it was like my musical interpretation was different of that specific part. But just to tell you, there are a lot of layers that you can add. So keep that in mind. And I want you to start listening differently from now on. When you listen to singers, even when you listen to any musician, especially when it comes more into like to the classical world, or uh, when it comes to ballads, a lot of times, that's when a lot more happens. It's more obvious. Now, all of this does happen in really any piece of music. Sometimes it's just more obvious. And sometimes it's not as obvious. There are some pieces of music or some genres where it seems like everything's quite uniform, there's not too much happening dynamically and voice color wise, but there is something happening. I promise in every piece of music, there's something happening where you can hear like, oh, okay, it's not all the same. Some There's some shape to this. All right. Have a wonderful day and uh, I will talk to you next time. Be blessed and always keep on singing.